You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, wheels car of the year. all the drama at this historic first grand final at Stadium Australia, the voice of rugby league, the one and only Ray Warren. Thank you, Ken. There's the F-18 from the Royal Australian Air Force. Does a fly past and a couple of fly pasts in front of this massive crowd bordering on the 110,000 capacity. Yeah, it was an amazing, an amazing event. Uh, as as I just said then, Kenny Sutcliffe, the first time at the Olympic Stadium, now Core Stadium, 107,999. 107, I know. I, I should have gone. I, I was that close to going, <laughs> and it would have rounded it out. Sats, so 108. And, you know, it was, an, it was an amazing story, too, wasn't it, Badge? 1999 was the second year of the Melbourne Storm. Yes, uh, and the, the second, second year of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, first year. Oh, the first year first that they year. came together. Yeah. Jeez. And it was the second year of the new, newly formed National Rugby League as well. And the Melbourne Storm made the grand final as a fairy tale run as well through that final series. A team that was put together from a number of teams, mostly the Hunter Mariners, and we've got one of the superstars. He was the Clive Churchill medalist of that game. Join us on Sports Day, and that's Brett Noddy Kamali. How are you, Noddy? Good, thanks. That's Badge. How are we, guys? Yeah, really good. good. How do you feel when you hear the, the introduction to that grand final from the great Kenny Sutcliffe and, and Rabs? Yeah, you sort of forget, I suppose. You know, I, I, I always say to people, it's the greatest achievement I had in my career was winning that grand final or winning a grand final. Um, Obviously, that was the only one I got to play in and was very, very lucky to have, I suppose, got the victory and was able to celebrate it. But you're right, it was it was like a festival uh, of league. I think, you know, we're still grand final breakfast occurred at that stage. We were always based out of um, the Novotel at Brighton. So we'd been in Sydney since, I think, Wednesday afternoon, effectively. Um, you know, I think Thursday, grand final breakfast and trained at, at, out at Brighton location. Sort of very relaxed until game day. It was, a, I think, the... You know, the, the crowd was massive. Um, the, I think it's probably the inability to stay out there and just try and relax when the, re, when the other game was going on beforehand. Too nervous and in the sheds very, very early. So um, I pinched myself that we were lucky. I think, you know, we were in a pretty bad position at half time. We probably couldn't have played any worse. Um, Chris came in and was extremely calm about, um, about just playing a bit of footy and hopefully momentum would turn. But, yeah, we're a bit lucky. And uh, I suppose we it was a pretty bad feeling at half time. And... Um, your former teammate too, uh, Badge, probably didn't help us too much. Big Lazo. Um, yeah, well, he... Lazo, obviously, he's been he... emotional pre-game, um, knowing that he was retiring and it was his last match, and he pretty much said, let's don't waste this opportunity. Yeah, well, knowing that Lazo had played in the uh, first ever grand final win for the, for the Raiders, a couple there, and then he went and had a couple with the Broncos, their first ever grand final win. 
I guess that really would have helped you, Noddy. But you mentioned Chris Anderson at half time. Let's go right back into that first half, though, uh, because it was the Dragons. As you said, it was tricky for you guys because the Dragons got off to a really good start. Nickow making sure the player got up last. Now Mundine, the grabbing kick. They'll score! Fitzgibbon is over! Is there a question of offside? No! He points to the spot! You, you wouldn't have been panicking at that stage, though, Noddy. That was pretty early in the game that they took that lead. Yeah, that's right. I, I think, you know, we were pretty much all young kids, so apart from Lazo and Tawera in some regards. We were all sort of young kids, and we hadn't probably had any scarring or... Or any fear, and I, as I said, Lazo, we've got a bit emotional pre-game. We get out there, and we got off to a pretty much a bad start. Um, the Dragons had all the running and were more physical than us. The other thing, Badge, obviously, um, three weeks prior, we were the top-ranked side against them at, at Amy Park, or sorry, Olympic Park, or mm. sorry, um, and they blew us off the park. They smashed us in that first week of the final. Um, we come from behind actually in both semi-finals that we actually won as well. So it was a it was that wasn't unusual for us, but I think right on half time, um, some bloke decided to try and do a chip kick and chase for himself or Robbie Ross and Nathan Blackhawk ends up picking up the ball and and by the time I turned yeah. around, uh, he's doing <laughs> cartwheels under the goalpost. So it was uh, it was probably not the first try that we conceded, but probably the certainly the, the second try that we conceded was probably made it feel like it, we'd, we'd maybe blown a chance. Have a listen. The heavy deficit in defence, ten extra sets of six. Even with unlimited interchange, you think it'll play a role. Little one finds some go. Oh! That's going to test anyone's character, especially if you're the playmaker at Noddy. Noddy, I didn't realise or I'd forgotten that you'd actually lost Scott Hill for the final series and uh, you tried someone else out before you, you, you guys settled on Matty Guy. So you would have had a lot of resp- responsibility or all the responsibility in the halves, really, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. And I, even that, Lazo was our captain, you know, he, he obviously that was a big thing he pushed to us. That, you know, there was no sort of grey areas, which is one of his famous sayings, but... You, making sure that you call the play and you're pretty confident with what you're saying. So, um, yeah, obviously, Scotty Hill, when Scotty and I had played together at Hunter Mariners and then had first year at Melbourne and second year at Melbourne. And, and you're right, we had the buy a couple of weeks before the final started. And unfortunately, he was then unavailable um, for the finals. We had Ben Anderson that played a couple of weeks leading into the finals and, the, and was the 5-8 when we were blown off the park uh, by the Dragons in that first semi-final. And, you know, Matty Guyer was probably not a ball-playing 5-8. It was probably just a, a positional change that, that meant I had to, not had to do more, but probably took it on my time myself to think that you've got to be the main organiser and the main steerer. So, um, yeah, I, I look back and then even then just with that, hearing that highlights and the reels and the, and talking about it, you you think about the, the opportunities you you do get or don't get, um, the celebration of it. Um, from the worst feeling I've ever probably had or at that stage at half time to then the sheer relief at full time, it was unbelievable. So, um yeah, it was a um, big stadium, crack, packed crowd. I think, I reckon at half time, everyone that was there was majority Dragons fans, but by full time, I think anyone that was actually there and wasn't <laughs> a Dragons fan, you could feel the, you could certainly feel that there was 115,000 people in the stadium because I think everyone got on board us coming from behind, being sort of, I suppose, the underdogs. And um, if you, as I said, if you weren't a Dragons fan and you're at the game, you become a Melbourne fan instantly.
Well, on the back of that Blacklock try and leading, that was at the 30th minute. You go into half-time, Noddy, like you said, 14-0 behind. It was the biggest comeback in grand final history at the end of the game. But at half-time, you talk about Chris Anderson saying, stay calm. Was there any panic amongst any of the players at 14-0 down at half-time? No, I don't think so. I think, as you said, we're probably a bit shattered um, on how the first half went. The Blacklock try probably hurt us a little bit. Um, I think we we're just lucky that we were young and, and trusted the coach so well, um, especially I did anyway. And, um, you know, I think I think the big change was he was calm and relaxed and, and saying, let's just play a little bit of footy. And we played a little bit of footy. I, I think I reckon it's where Nick Allen, Stephen Kearney must have sat in the corner and said, hey, mate, we've got to change what's mm. happening out here on the field. Because Tawera was unbelievable the first yeah. 10 minutes of the second half with some big collisions. And, and you could instantly then start to see... Well, I felt like you could start to see some Dragons players starting to look to where where to where it was and where he was coming from, <laughs> and and then you know it's a big intimidating frame. He was a he was a giant of a man, but yeah, I think I reckon he changed the momentum for us, and then we got a little bit of luck. You know, effectively, even the first try was could have been could could have been maybe ruled as a forward pass or not, and we get a bit of a bounce of ball, and then you know I, I remember watching. I've watched the last half or the second half, and especially the last twenty minutes, lots and lots of times. I've actually never watched the first half yet. Wow. Um, we'll <laughs> Don't watch the bad bits. The past, the past. <laughs> and then um, they they just kept like they threw the ball over the sideline on one occasion on out of yards. They didn't get to a kick. It was like they challenged just to see if they, if we were good enough to beat them. And, and then in the end, you know the the crossfield kick, um, the space that was out there for Craig Smith, and then and then the decision that obviously Bill Harrigan came up with was a massive decision, but um, uh, unbelievable Hang how the, just that turn of momentum went the second half. Yeah, we'll, we'll listen to that that audio really soon, but probably one of the most pivotal moments in, in recent memory in grand finals was at 14-2, lead by the Dragons, and this happens. No pass. But the Dragons attack again, and Mundine will score! Mundine's over! Mundine's over! Anthony Mundine! With a little he... bit of help from uh, Sean Timmons. Or has he dropped it? As he dropped it over the line, he doesn't look very confident. And he had unmarked people on his outside. Big moment. Huge moment, he Roddy. the summons proven trophy there. He did. It, it, yeah. Amongst the playing group, was that another opportunity just to open the door for you guys? I think so. I think if they score that try, they win, definitely. Um, obviously, um, we weren't able to, to get the ball. Uh, or he wasn't able to score. It was either he puts the ball down or he passes to the person next to him and the game's over in favour of the Dragons. You know, I don't think we come back from that scenario so if you know as i said i just just those small opportunities that grow your way and then as you said he didn't score we scored on the back of that and then all of a sudden once it becomes sort of 14 8 it becomes become a game on contest isn't it amazing in all the great grand finals there's there's a comeback you know this game and uh the broncos mm. uh, the, the cowboys over the broncos uh newcastle's win late with darren albert and and that 89 grand final 2003 wasn't a comeback not he was it so we won't even throw that not in the same mix but, but this is how the comeback started. A couple of tries to you guys to get you, uh, get you very close. To the blind for Gaia. And Martin, 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 they appeal for try. Trying desperately to keep his club in the battle. And has he done it yet? Amazing game. 18-14. Who threw that last pass, Sats? Oh, that was a Clive Churchill medalist. Oh, was it? Brett Kamali. Brett yeah. <laughs> I bet you didn't think you were getting the Clive Churchill medal when you, you chip kick for Blacklock to score, or is it? 
Was that another try assist in the first half? You know, no, no, yeah, that's a try yeah. No, I, I don't think so. As I said, I knew that we'd, like, at the end of the game, you know, you've won. But I, and I thought, you know, Tawera had been amazing for us that second half. So I remember when the, the someone came over and grabbed me and said, oh, you've, you've won the medal. It was a... It was an unbelievable feeling badge and, and one that I've never had the ability to, yeah. to, to have again. Um, we, we actually had our own plane in Sydney at the, at the time as well. So we flew home on our own aeroplane with like partners oh. and families and sponsors all in the back. And I, I sat in the cockpit for about 40 minutes flying back to Melbourne, um, a couple of beers and a meat pie, just thinking <laughs> what the hell just happened Fair today. Enough. And, and, and how, does it, how great does it feel like to be a rock star? <laughs> yeah. Now that Ben Rorty trial is yeah. off the end of... One of your beautiful flat passes, and you had a really good, really good players coming off the bench like Russell Bowden and and Co as well. And all yeah, of a sudden, yeah, 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 Paul McGregor scores, and they miss the kick at goal. So it's eighteen fourteen, and then you mentioned it earlier on, Noddy. We'll just listen to the audio here. It's one of the greatest grand final finishes that we've seen in recent memory. It's at the seventy sixth minute. They're two meters from the line. Kamali puts the kick over and across. There's a try coming. Craig Smith. Craig Smith has put it down. Has he put it down legally? Oh, Was he onside? Well, Did he on. get it down? What about the high tackle from Ainscale? He got absolutely hammered. I don't think he's grounded the football. I think he was onside. This could be a penalty try. This is the biggest call, I think, I've ever experienced in rugby league, and I've been calling it for 34 years. Oh, it's very exciting. It either wins or loses, loses in the game. It's, it's a, a penalty, penalty yeah. try. It's amazing vision by you to see Craig Smith out there, the winger, and, and Jamie Ainsco looking to go in, in field in case you're going to put a grubber in. But then there's, there's really good vision of Glenn Lazarus coming back to the playing group, Noddy, where you're all congregating. And he, he, he mentions, he, he can read his lips, he says, it's going to be a penalty try. Can you remember what was going through your mind? I think for the fact that that was our goal kicker, that it just had his his head knocked off. Yep. Uh, the ball, if potentially it was going to be in the sideline, so who was going to kick the goal? As you said, a, a try in the, in the corner means that you've got to convert it to win. Um, so I think once, once they'd said it was a penalty try, you knew instantly the kick was in front. And, um, and it was just, I, I think... From a bad feeling at halftime to feeling like you could get back into the game, all of a sudden you're a chance of being in front. It was an unbelievable feeling. And then, as you said, that they come up with that biggest call. Even Rub's there saying this is the biggest decision that's ever happened in, in a grand final that he's ever been a part of. So uh, it was an amazing, amazing uh, a day and event, I suppose, in rugby league calendar. Did it feel like forever until full time from that moment? There was a bit. There's still a few minutes left on the clock. I, I think it, it felt forever. That the decision. I think it felt like that decision had gone for 15 minutes or yeah. 20 minutes or half an hour. It just felt like that That was the longest part of the game. I think once we'd got the kick, the whole idea was just, you know, complete the next set of six, kick the ball to the corner and, and, and just keep playing with some energy. But um, as you said, there was probably, I think we had two sets. There was us for one set and them for one set, and that would have nearly been full-time after that. Mm. It takes a special team um, to win a grand final and to go, you know, go through the full season to get there. And, and as you said, a little bit of luck. Things need to go your way. And Dragons, would, you know, fans would think they were a bit unlucky with some of the things that happened. But um, another stat from Sats, it's amazing uh, to know that not one player from the Storm won a Dally M Award that year. Oh, wow. As you said, I think, you know, we'd... we'd um... I think we were all, most of us were all young kids. As you said, it's the second year of the Melbourne Storm's history. Chris went down there with a blanket roster and is able to build it all. And 
I think there'd be a lot of players that were in that team that after that game probably made more of their careers than they'd probably had before that game. Uh, probably Stephen Kearney, Tawera Nickow and Glenn Lazarus. Uh, probably different to that. They were probably more, they were the, our senior players and experienced players. So, you know, Lazo become the first captain or the first player to win three premierships at three different clubs. Yeah. He, he was an unbelievable lead for us. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. An amazing afternoon, um, that grand final in 99, which was just laced with so many big moments. And the, the greatest modern-day crowd. It will never, I don't think we'll never ever beat be that, 108,000. Never be beaten. What were the scenes like when you got back to Melbourne in a city that was basically all AFL? Yeah, massive, unbelievable. As I said, we're on our own plane coming back to Melbourne. Uh, we thought we'd have people back at Punt Road. Obviously, uh, you know, there was it's the AFL Grand Final week as well. So I think um, North Melbourne had won it on the Saturday, and we'd had a we went back to go to um, Olympic Park and go next door and have our our members and our fans there. We actually what blew us away, Sats, and I think what made the win for Melbourne Storm has probably allowed them to be so successful with fans in the competition because. We couldn't get off the plane when we landed at Melbourne, which is the airport there is like 45 minutes, 50 minutes out of the city. It was packed with Melbourne Storm fans at the airport, which was amazing, which then I thought instantly, well, Rugby League's got a footprint now in Melbourne in just on a, probably what in that just team a was able year. to create. It's crazy that it's in just your yeah, second year and you have this massive amount of fans. And you're right, Noddy. You think of those recently joined clubs that haven't been able to, to win a comp, uh, the Warriors comes to mind. It's just that missing link that, that you know, some of the fans just uh, a bit more on the periphery rather than completely buying in. Like, every time we go down to Melbourne, the fans are phenomenal. They know mm. they know more about rugby league than I do. A lot of them, they've been, they've been watching it for a while. Yeah, and I think that you said, I think you, you create a winning environment straight as well, uh, straight away as well. I think that's the one thing I probably now look back at and now I'm still being involved in football, but bits and pieces about... Uh, if in that creating that winning environment, that good culture, that and I, what Craig Bellamy's done since he took over in 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 '03 has been an add-on and an add-on and pluses. But I think you know you you sort of set that high benchmark straight away. Um, you, you you probably accept nothing less, and then good players want to go to that club. Um, they become better from going to that club. I thought that was what my career was going to be like. Like '97 World Cup Challenge, Hunter Mariners, '99 win a grand final, <laughs> um, play for your country. I, I, I just thought it was always going to go good, yeah. gentlemen. I thought there was always just the positives and the, and the good outcomes, but this thing called rugby league can scare you a little bit yeah. as well. Well, there were plenty of great, great moments. moments. Plenty of great yeah. moments for you, Noddy. No doubt yeah. at all. Hey, what about um, Melbourne Storm do most things really, really well? Uh, celebrating that 1999 grand final, their first ever, does that, does that get done regularly and you've always get together? Yeah, we do, yeah. Well, I had a big reunion a couple of years ago. It was a 20-year for the 99 and a 10-year for the 09 side. And they just, oh, wow. they just make you feel so welcome. Um, they did a video um, to where it was voiced over a package of this, the chief watching from the clock tower. Um, it's a pretty good presentation. Um, the other thing is that every player and every staff member, except for Stephen Kearney, who was the current Warriors coach, I think, or, or involved in coaching, had made the effort to come back. So players from all over the world, staff members from all over the world from that team come back to be a part of that celebration on that 20-year reunion. So pretty amazing, pretty amazing what it does for your career and what it does for your, your, your mateship and your bonds with your teammates from that team. Well, Noddy, is one of the greatest moments in rugby league history. And thanks for joining us and sharing your thoughts on Sports Day and in turn back time. Not a problem, gentlemen. Loved chatting to you, men. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. 
Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.